Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Sano, joined, as always, by the Thin Mint to my Samoas. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Uh, I am just basking in the glory of the first time in my life anyone's ever referred to me as thin. Yeah, it's it's pretty great, right? And our Feeling very good. own our very own lemon up leaders. That's right. It's Eric. Rock. It's Eric. Rock back. <laughs> how you doing, man? Oh, is that better? I don't know. I gotta. <laughs> well, did you? Would you ever? Would you ever have been the new toast yay? Oh, well, I can't even imagine what that is. is that like a cinnamon toast crunch cookie? It's. I'm gonna read the description for you because I think new you'll day love it. Brand it, says each, it says each delightful toast-shaped cookie is oh. full of french toast flavor and flair oh no okay that's a pass because of the first two things one delightful out second it's toast-shaped prepare for it to be gross the end and it has a trefoil stamp on the top which yes. is how you know it's garbage, it's garbage. Uh, and, our, and then joining us today our very own tag along that's right which i works on multiple levels actually yeah, it's yeah. it's brandon schultz of the seahawkers podcast brandon how you doing just tagging along for this episode man yeah, here we go. This is, I feel like this is an important episode because free agency, first wave of free agency went by, and once again, the Seahawks did nothing. Who um, could have seen this coming? Well, I mean, if you if you want to count watching your players leave as as not doing anything, then that's that's all you. You know, all Seahawks fans know you can't win free agency in the first wave. Can you win free agency in the second wave? Nope. We're oh. waiting for that fourth wave of free agency. <laughs> we're wait, We're waiting for that mid season wave of free agency. Oh no. Okay. And you know, what's funny is that like I did this intro about Girl Scout cookies and then I had a Girl Scout cookie story and I just zoomed right past it. Do you guys want to, you guys want to, you guys want to hear my Girl Scout cookie story? Please. It would be, it'd be really awkward for you if we said no. Okay. So I'm going to let you have it. So uh, I, my fr- I know someone who went to a dispensary and uh, outside the dispensary, there was a girl selling, selling Girl Scout cookies. And I was like, this is some genius level. Like they talk about how like it helps young girls develop their business acumen and i'm like yes well this kid specifically though like understands the business of selling cookies anyway now that now i feel like i've totally ruined the flow of the podcast by deciding to go back to tell that story i'm just saying this reminds me of my best business idea ever which is you run a a building and out of one side you have a dispensary and the other one you have a bakery and you call it the bakery Ooh, that works my million dollar I'm just idea. glad that I'm on and you're not disrespecting me to the point that you made me the trefoil because True. that was, those were the cookies. So I, I served overseas in the Navy and those were like, those were the cookies that they sent out to our military serving overseas. And I don't know if it's because, you know, maybe because it's, they, they don't melt, but I felt like it was disrespect in that these were the leftover ones that nobody else wanted. Yes. I always, I always loved my, my friend John's stories about eating in the military. So I, I think that that's an, that's an one I can add to the pile. Now. You only get tree foils. You know, tree foils do kind of taste like an MRE, so I can see that. I mean, they're just not. They're just not good. I just. I don't know. Yeah, they're. They're. My wife's like they're good with coffee, and I'm like everything is good with coffee. That's like. That's not a high bar to cross. Like it, it, just because it's crunchy or what, and she just can't explain why she likes it with coffee. And I'm like, that's not good. You so, know what? I take that back because being in the military, like we got shipped ice cream out on the ship, so I know that yeah. they could get cold stuff to us. So there's mm-hmm. no way that they couldn't get thin mints out to us somehow. No, and thin mints are better when they're like kind of cold too. Like right. When you yeah. stick them in the fridge. Oh, they're amazing. All right, now now we can get back on the rails. So these last couple weeks have been a journey with Russell Wilson. And I wanted to start off it. I don't know if you guys know this, but two days ago, it's three fourteen, And then when you're a teacher in school, uh, especially when you teach math, like I am this year, 
uh, you get to make a really big deal about 314 because it's pie day, right? And we talk about circles and pie. And then if we're in person, you know, you give people, you give kids pies and stuff and you do a bunch of like pie related activities. And so pie day is a big deal. So I ended up thinking about pie a lot this week. And I thought, you know what? There's a pie here in this situation, a pie of of blame, a, a blame pie, a shame pie, whatever you want to say. Someone is at to blame for the, how this Russell Wilson story has developed. And I think for me, there's three primary culprits, you know, John Schneider, P- P- Pete Carroll, and Russell Wilson. And so I wanted to know from you guys, if the pie is 100% of the blame, and this is a bad pie, right? This is like the worst pie. This is, um, I don't know, what's the worst kind of pie? Jerry, meet- losing a number one quarterback pie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My least That's a favorite. little on the nose there, Eric. <laughs> That's a little too much. This is the losing. So this is a losing, <laughs> losing a generational talent quarterback pie. Yeah. And I want you to distribute this pie a hundred percent to to the whatever characters you want. You can even pick people outside of those first three if you want. So Kevin, how did you distribute your uh, losing <laughs> generational talent at quarterback? <laughs> Pie. Let's see how coming, many coming pies soon you to a, have Eric say this. Coming <laughs> soon to a McDonald's near you. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> They're deep frying um, it again, so it'll be good. Not like okay. the new ones where they don't deep fry it anymore and it's not that good. They're going back to It'll taste like shame. Um, Sounds like a Chicago special. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go uh, first up. Uh, Ciara, 0%. Stop it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Everyone just stop. It's... Don't. I just like that you got in front of that one. Uh, all right. 5% I'm putting on Jody and Paul Allen. And that is Paul Allen from the grave? Yes. Wow. Hey, man, you're wow. responsible Kevin. for all decisions you make. Kevin, Whoa, I, I Kevin's going hardcore. <laughs> I'm showing respect uh, to Kevin. Zombie, zombie, Paul, zombie Paul Allen is on notice right now. Hey, you have to set up a system to keep your employees in check, and that didn't happen here. Okay, that's fair. All right, I'm putting 15% on John Schneider because I feel like John trusts himself too much sometimes. He has like his guy in the draft, his guy in free agency. He wants to like kind of outsmart and outmaneuver everybody. And sometimes he gets too cute and we end up coming up empty. And that happened a few too many drafts in a row after the Super Bowl. I put 15% on Russell Wilson because he could have handled his contract differently if he wanted to make sure there was money out there for certain players. He could be the type of person who could recruit other stars. That doesn't seem to be happening. We don't get a lot of people who are like, I want to go to Seattle to play with Russell Wilson. Antonio Brown, but that's basically it. Yeah. Except then he went to Tampa Bay. So. Yeah, except he didn't end up coming out. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't know, man. He he like friend-zoned Russell Tom, Wilson on that Tom Brady, one. He'll, Tom Brady will let me live in his house. Will you let me live in your house? And Ciara's like sh- standing behind Russell, shaking her head like, don't you dare, don't you dare. Yeah, don't do it CR is not the, maybe i should put one percent on cr for that um and so the other thing is he could help with his own pressure instead of complaining about it there are things he could do in his own game that would help with that so that puts us for those of you doing math at home at 35 percent of the blame the other 65 percent is on pete carroll because pete wants to be the man and so anything that is at fault for the team i'm giving him 50 percent of straight off the bat Because he wants to be the point person. He wants to be in charge. He wants to have say on everything. And then the other 15% is for him being so stubborn about there only being one way to win a football game. Hmm. And I think that's the other thing that led directly to this situation. So that's that's my losing a generational talent at quarterback pie percentage. (laughs) All right, Brandon. uh, (laughs) How did you distribute your pie? 
Wow. Well, I the the percentages are going to be a little bit difficult on this because I came up with way more groups than I think I needed to. <laughs> Wait, did Brandon give it 110%? I really hope so. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome if you Yeah. One thing too is you could slice your pie as many times as you want, but if you have if you slice your pie 8 times, that's too many pieces. You might get full. You know, you just want to slice it 4 times. That's Well, a, the thing that's is, a, that's is that's I'm a slicing joke. it 7 times, which makes for a really weird shaped pie. All right, I'm ready. Let's hear it. All right. Well, you you hit on I'm I'm putting Pete and John together in one slice. They get to share a piece. Uh, I'm giving a slice to now. Kevin said that Sierra was zero percent to blame, but I am putting a piece of I'm giving a pie to a piece of the pie to Russ's camp. So you can decide whether or not Sierra is in Russ's camp or not. Sierra doesn't try to strike me as the camping type. She, she, I'm, I'm saying that's up to you. You can make Maybe, that de- decision for you. Is does he have a glamp? Because I could see that. <laughs> I, I put some of this on Seahawks fans. I put some of this on Chicago fans. Ooh, I put I like some that. of this on the media. And so I'll go, I'll give 10% to Seahawks fans, another 10% to Chicago fans, because uh, on both sides, people are just eating this up as content. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and, and, and to feed that, you have the media. So I, I give them 25%. I'm giving 7% just to the calendar, the time of year. Nice, so I like that. the calendar wow. takes some blame. I'm actually giving the biggest majority of this to Russ's camp because Russ came out and said so little really when it came to the Dan Patrick interview, Russ's camp gets 33%. Russ nice. gets 3% and Pete and John are left with 12 I like I like that you use the percentages to make like they're like it's a little numerology in there too like twelve like the twelves and three for Russell Wilson he wears number three I liked it um, there's a I little totally, bit of that I, totally I may have it. thought about that when I was also making three three percent of a pie that's how much Tom Brady eats when he wants to treat himself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say I feel like Dan Brown helped uh, Brandon put together his pie there's a lot, there's a lot to read into there angels angels and demons uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Eric, what you, how'd you split up your pie? Uh, I'm a little more uh, aggressive because, you know, I like pie and it should only last four pieces. Uh, <laughs> Russell Wilson. I love that Brandon said Russ's camp. I wish I would have been that that smart and had a little more forethought because it is his camp. But none of this happens without Russell Wilson. None of it happens without him saying ultimately something that he probably said is like, a, eh, yeah, I'm sick of getting hit, guys. It's okay. But uh, since we know where we're at now and where everything is, I'm giving Russ 55% of the pie Ooh. because I need to be, I need to be clear that it is mostly his fault that we're in this pie. Now, not the Seahawks mess pie. That's a different pie that will eat up another day. Uh, 30% of the pie goes to Pete Carroll because of his hubris. And uh, I, I was going to give him more of the pie, but remember when Russ was making all these turnovers, Pete decided to steer this ship in a different direction. Uh, maybe that cost us some playoff win this year. Um, I'm not sure. Either way, Pete, 30%. John at 10%. And Kevin, you stole it because he keeps going after these these moves that maybe we don't need. Maybe trading a draft pick for Brett Hundley. Maybe it's bringing in Jimmy Graham 
when we probably needed something else that year and Jimmy Graham was never that good. How Producer Brett you? would want you to uh, say that uh, some the people greatest. think that he's the greatest tight end of all time. Yeah, I did a, I did a Twitter <laughs> poll. Some people voted for, for Jimmy Graham over Tony. Thanks, Gonzalez. Dusty. Oh, wow. Uh, just bringing in the wrong people, uh, maybe trying to be a little too cheeky with the picks. And then 5%, Espen. Uh, Espen will not drop the story. And uh, yeah, like like Brandon said, the media deserves a big uh, a big piece here. I'm just giving them five percent because you know they're they're just gonna eat something else anyway. All right, here's my here's my. I only did three different groups, and my Russ Camp one is I, I had a similar idea as you, Brandon, with the Russ's camp, but I just blamed Mark Rogers, the mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's agent, who I really think is in his ear telling him like, "Hey, you need to flex your muscles. You know, you're a superstar. You gotta get what you want. We gotta, you know, because I think that on some level, Pete and John wanted to use this as kind of a gap year, and then really reopen the window in earnest the following year, and. uh and Mark Rogers is like, we can't do that. We can't have one year where we just make the playoffs and we're not a legitimate Super Bowl contender. We got to go for it. We got to go for it every year. And it's like, all right, man, like whatever, I guess. But it's just very frustrating. Um, and then I gave one third of the pie. I split it evenly three ways, like a peace sign. Uh, one, third, one third of the pie went for me to, uh, to Pete and John, who I think could have killed the story really fast if they just make one press release where they say like, hey, we're not really interested in trading Russell Wilson. But John Schneider has this process and is unwilling to break that process for literally any reason, you know, whether it's like third contracts for guys, he really doesn't like giving those out, negotiating a contract before the last year, doesn't really do that. There's all these things that John Schneider does his way. And for us, um, he and for him, part of his process is I listen to every trade offer no matter what. Even if it's for a generational talent who there's no chance in Hades I'm ever trading, right? Like he's never gonna trade. Russell Wilson, but he's still going to listen to all the trade offers, which makes people think that he might actually trade him. All he's got to do is put out one statement that says, we're not trading Russell Wilson, and the story dies. The other third I gave to the national media. No Seahawks beat writer or local reporter, no Bears beat writer or local reporter was really running with the story. They all were like, eh, it's not really a thing. I mean, yes, they listen to the offers, but they're not reciprocating. It's just just not a thing that's really happening. But the national level media took every little thing and then just kept recycling the story over and over. There was no new information coming out, but somehow every day or two, something would it would somehow get recycled in a little bit. And so I gave a third to the uh, national level media. It's big big props to uh to your bo- to your boy. Um, what's that? Dan, Dan Patrick? No, not Dan Adam Sh- Adam Schefter. <laughs> Colin Cowherd is right. Yes. Oh, uh, big ups Colin to Colin Cow. Ha- uh, I have a, I have a, I have a theory yeah. about that. Do daddy, daddy, daddy needs some shoes. That's isn't that the tweet that he made. <laughs> I, I don't post on Twitter for, for anything but clicks. Baby, daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Oh my so, God. uh, Colin Cowherd. My whole theory was that he, um, helped stoke the fire on this because he wants to distract everyone from the fact that uh, Trey Lance is hitting on his daughter on Twitter or yeah. on Instagram. I mean that. <laughs> Shoot your shot, Trey. I, Trey Lance is my is um, my draft crush. So you know he was my number four quarterback. That alone bumped him up to number three. I'm in. All right. So I thought what we'd do is just do a quick journey, and you guys can stop me anytime if you want to comment. Just jump right in. Okay. I wanted to go through the journey, not through the eyes of a Seahawks fan. No, I wanted to go through the journey and through the eyes of a Bears fan. 
through the eyes. <laughs> and I think my favorite part of this segment is going to be when I read the Reddit usernames of the Bears fans that uh, that I comments that I'm reading. I don't know if I'm drunk enough for this. Nice. No, go, go grab a whiskey, buddy. Settle in. Here we go. Russell Wilson posts on Bears Reddit. Number one. Uh, kicks off February 25th. Schefter's tweet. He tweets that list of teams that Russ would like. Champ, champ, chimp says he wants to come here willingly. You have no idea how nice it is to see that. I'm going to cry. By the way, almost every comment I picked is the most upvoted comment. A few are the second most, but uh, but yeah, He's, they're just so happy that he would even consider coming to the Bears. This is when it should have ended because this is the point that it would have Bears fans would have been happy just being considered and then they wouldn't have had to go through all the drama and and have their hearts ripped out of their chest. I I, I think this is the point where it needed to stop. It's interesting you say that because second tweet, Robert Mays tweet, second post. This is it. By the way, these are in chronological order. Okay. Second post, Robert Mays tweets, the greatest Bears quarterbacks of all time. Sid Luckman, number one. Jay Cutler, number two. Eric Kramer, number three. Russell Wilson just saying he'd play for the Bears, number four. (laughs) Jim McMahon, number five. Top comment by by Fred Dickler. (laughs) Bruh, ain't that the truth? This tweet hits way too hard. (laughs) Wow. Wait, Russell Wilson suggesting he would play for the team beats out their Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, I, I according mean, to Robert Mays, Super Bowl winning quarterback like uh, Trent Dilfer was the Ravens Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah. Robert Mays, Athletic.com. He's a great, great, great writer. I mean, I like I like Mays. He knows offensive line play. If also, he, that's a good tweet. <laughs> it's just fun. That's like uh, that's like your joke, Brandon, about hurt Russell Wilson being the oh the right next yeah best the next best the the second best quarterback in the NFC West or Miles Garrett being a Seahawks legend. It's right in the same vein. All right, Greenberg, who is a uh, like a Bleacher Report level writer for the Bears. Adam Schefter said on ESPN 1000's Waddle and Sylvie show that if the rest Seattle Seahawks and the Chicago Bears got a done deal deal done for Russell Wilson, that Wilson would happily accept his walking papers to the Windy City. Schefter, Wilson is open to going Chicago. And then he said, "This is this is so. This is the top comment. Okay, Chicago's own 1988. Wilson throwing to Robinson, Mooney, Komet, and Cohen and Monty in the backfield is filthy." <laughs> <laughs> then factor in the elite defense that will finally be able to rest the 20th pick and two thirty second picks for Wilson. So he's implying that we, they're just going to give us three firsts for Wilson will yeah. go down as the heist of the century. I mean, it oh would. My gosh. I think this was the peak of like, cause every you'll see from this point forward, they they're like, oh, okay. But I think this was the peak of like them talking themselves into it. Kind of like that day we were getting miles Garrett and I decided I was just going to be all in with it. I was about to say, I keep waiting for uh, every bear loves nudes to pop up. on this somewhere. <laughs> Well, <laughs> wait till you hear the, na- wait till you hear the next username of the next uh, guy. Jim- Greenberg again, Jimmy Graham is a good friend of Russell Wilson and has told him good things about the Chicago bears and the city. <laughs> Why is wow. that so funny to me? <laughs> because he's reporting on something that didn't happen but may have, but he's well, no, he's that wasn't a real tweet. He was just like oh basically that whole tweet was just Jimmy Graham Heart Chicago emoji. Uh, comment by Mitchell True Titties. Jimmy Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy and, my bear's handle. Oh, uh, that's actually and, uh, Mitchell Trubisky's burner. Jimmy ended up being a great signing, which is actually kind of hilarious. <laughs> that was the top that was the top comment hey man some people think he's the greatest tight end of all time all right so that those were all like 18 17 19 days ago now we gotta jump up <laughs> to 11 days ago 
Bear, Fowler bears to take their shot at trading for Russell Wilson. Wilson is watching the situation closely because he wants more. And if he doesn't get feel like he's getting that in the next weeks or months, he could make this even more difficult up the ante publicly. Maybe that opens the door. <laughs> so this is where like Bears fans are like, uh, cause Gabe Def says Wilson could be using the situation to just get what he wants in Seattle, but we'll see. And then someone responded, uh, Jagtog, which is cool. I'll take the eventual disappointment for some momentary hope and excitement. This is what being a Bears fan has done to me. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, that person awesome. gets the game. So yeah, I mean, I understand. I was a, uh, you know, we've we've rooted for some dark franchises. Uh, Brandon, I don't know. I've never asked you. Are you a Mariners fan? I am. A, I, I consider myself a fair weather Mariners fan. Yeah, nice. I'm, Welcome. It's, to it's, club. it's hard in all to fairness, watch. the team hasn't earned better than that. Yeah, it's, it's rough. All right. Brendan Sagru said there are eight individuals mentioned in this letter and they omit Wilson. Do you guys remember this letter? Oh, yeah. The uh, season ticket holder letter who threw 40 touchdown passes last season. Similarly, last year, the Raiders were still using Carr and all their promo around this time, despite the trade rumors going around. The team knows. And the funny thing about that, too, was that the day or two after that was the day that they put up the huge Walter Payton Man of the Year banner on the side of the stadium. Yeah, they had another smaller one and they put up an even bigger one like a couple of weeks later. It's like, I like that people in the Seahawks subreddit were like, this is them covering for the mistake in the letter. It's like, yeah, OK, they did you, they, did they you clear hear what uh, they commissioned this giant thing. <laughs> Did you hear Florio's reason for for why that he, that Wilson was left out of the letter? No, I why? missed it. Oh, it was yeah. it was a super easy explanation. It was because Seahawks legal didn't want to open themselves up to being sued for the potential of promoting Russell Wilson this upcoming season, knowing that there was the possibility that he could be let go. Oh, All right. Gosh. <laughs> uh, oh so, my god. That's super so super easy explanation. So yeah. sus Suslord Phonem commented on this. He said, I feel as if we're reading a little too much into this, but it doesn't make sense in the slightest to omit the face of your franchise. Maybe there is really trouble in paradise more than what's been speculated. All right. Oh, wait, wait. What would be more than what's been speculated? I don't know. I feel like the, they were speculating some pretty hard trouble in paradise. Five days ago. We saw sportsbooks take down Russell Wilson's next team betting odds yesterday. Books also shortened the Bears' future odds to win the division, conference, and title. One bookmaker just told me, I've done a full 180. I'm all aboard the Russ to Chicago hype train. Oh, snap. Sack Dandruff says, <laughs> says, I'm ready to get hurt. All aboard the hype train. Oh, wow. How many Bears fans lost money to sportsbooks over this? Oh, uh, too many. And I, I like how short the odds got too. It's like Bears plus one fifty, Seahawks minus two hundred. Somebody might have backed up the the money track onto Russell Wilson minus two hundred. That's talking right now. Um, okay, <laughs> so that's a free, that was a, that's a free one hundred dollars. I don't know if you come how much you could turn those down. Uh, I'm told the Chicago Bears are trying to make a move on Russell Wilson and tr- trying to create a move that is so good Seattle can't say no. The latest from at Colin Cowherd, top top of voted post W at Z Dyson. He said five first round picks. LOL. He's clueless. That's true. You can't trade five first round picks. That's uh, that's he is well. Clueless. You can if you have five first round picks, but the do- the Dolphins could, right? right? Yeah, the teams that have five first round picks can. You can trade you four only get, on draft day. You only get one per year, and then you get extra if you trade players away. And they, you know, they could have traded Allen Robinson away. You probably don't even get a first for him. But yeah, yeah. The the th- they they could you can tra- if on draft day you can trade four 
because you can trade that day's one plus the next three. Mm. And then you, so you'd have to acquire one more other than that. And you have to commit to making that trade on draft day, which is like already bad because that makes your life so difficult. Anyway. Well, what if, what if it was uh, three first round picks plus two picks that were spent on first rounders? Uh, anyway, this is, <laughs> this is where this is this like is how they Kevin. used two first round picks to get Khalil Mack. And so they were throwing him in. So picture of Russell, picture of Russell Wilson in a plane. Wholesome. The, 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 the comment says baby number three. The word baby isn't very common in the English language, but is most well known for being part of the line. Come on, baby. Don't you want to go? This in turn is a lyric from the song Sweet Home Chicago, which is deeply associated with the city of Chicago. Russell Wilson to the Bears confirmed. I think that is when they all realized that it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't happening and went full meme. <laughs> well, wait, does it is this before or after the quote unquote private plane flight that had the that was on track from Seattle to Chicago? Oh, that's right. This was this was like then Russell Wilson posted the picture of himself in the private plane with his kid. Because with, uh, the with Win Win Wilson, right? That's his name, right? Because yeah. the post in the Reddit it showed the flight number, and if you just Googled the flight number of of that uh, that quote unquote private plane from Seattle to Chicago, it was just the daily Alaska Airlines flight from Seattle to Chicago, and they do that flight well, goes every day. Russell Wilson is in Alaska Airlines commercials, so he can privately take that jet. Any, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, not not really. Okay. According to at Jay Fowler ESPN on SportsCenter, one, the expectation league-wide is the Chicago Bears are going to try to take a big swing at requiring Russell Wilson. And two, Russell Wilson is intrigued by Chicago's market, offensive-minded head coach, and emerging offensive line. The top comment says, this tweet says nothing that we haven't known for at least a week. Which is true. This is what where we were at. Like they just kept regurgitating the same story over and over and over again. Next one, Ian Rappaport explains how important it is to watch the Russell Wilson contract situation play out today. Mentioned Bears will be keeping a close eye. And then uh, this guy, this is a long post, but basically he says like they should swing on Watson and Wilson, but they're, they we don't have enough to get either of them. And don't throw big money at a retread. And the same guy will make a comment later when they sign Andy Dalton. Don't worry. So, so <laughs> do we get the person's name? Quagmire Zero. There we oh, go. there you um, go. So this one said Chicago made a very aggressive pursuit of Seahawks QB Russell Wilson per sources. And the Bears were told Seattle's not trading him at this time. The Bears were one of four teams Wilson's agent name is placed in this. Now Chicago has an agreement in place with Andy Dalton. And it just says, uh Triptitsky says, I hate this team. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome finally, back to reality. Last year. Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy collaborated to give up a fourth round pick and commit to three years of Nick Foles instead of just signing Andy Dalton on the cheap. And Quagmire's back. Go ahead. Keep kicking my lifeless corpse, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. The journey through the eyes of the Bears fans. I think at no point did any of them truly believe. They just wanted to believe. Little uh, Agent agent Mulder action. I want to believe. Uh, there was and, a segment, uh, though. Nathan, that I think was all in on this. I, I called, I had a name for him. I called them Chianon. And I think they <laughs> were all in on Russell actually coming. I, I was, I think you, I don't know if you were paying attention to Discord the day that we were getting Miles Garrett, the CX Nest Discord, but I, I was all about just hyping it up. But I knew <laughs> that it was never happening. Uh, I just, we just, cut a podcast that day and, and our entire ankle on it was, 
look, this isn't really happening, but isn't it more fun to pretend that it is? But what if it did, right? And it's just more fun to, to it's more fun to hope than it is to just be like, this is never happening. Even if deep down in your heart, you know, you know, like it's just, you just know it's, it's okay. All right. Well, any final thoughts on the, the Russell Wilson saga that was the, uh, the things that happened there? It's not over. I mean, it's not over. I mean, yes, this, this probably story is probably not completely dead because as we're going to talk about in a second, free agency probably has not gone how Russell Wilson wants it to. Right. Yeah. Uh, my comment is if we end up signing Kyle Long, that's like Chicago getting Russell Wilson, right? Oh, oh, oh boy. Ooh, ooh lad. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the Seahawks cap room. Seahawks can gain 12 million by restructuring Russ. There's precedent for Russell Wilson doing this with the Dwayne Brown deal. Uh, he converted bonus and or salary into bonus to clear room to get Dwayne Brown. I am assuming that something like that is going to happen at some point this off season. And there is guys all over the place that, that Russ would definitely be like, okay, let's convert, let's do it. Convert to bonus. Let's make it happen. Um, Follow up so, question. Yeah. Who's the middling defensive back. That's going to fail his physical and we have to give up a draft pick then. Oh, uh, Okay. Oh, hey, that Jeremy, this Jeremy Lane slander will not stand. <laughs> stay in your stay in your lane, Kevin. Okay, and then uh, seventeen million uh, at the start of free agency. We've only given out two contracts so far: eight million total to uh, Puna Ford and Akello Witherspoon. Uh, so let's start with that. Ford's going to get like four point four million this year, and uh, a little bit. Uh, more than the, uh, significantly more than that next year. Uh, you, exci- you guys excited to see Puna Ford back, Brandon? What, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think this was a deal that needed to happen because he was on his restricted free agent tender, and I was kind of in between on whether or not you would give him the, the well. The second round tender seemed like a pretty solid one. Like nobody's probably going to give him the offer and have to also give up a second round pick back to. Uh, Seattle, but I also thought that well, Puma's worth more than that too. So I don't know, it seemed like a fair deal. Yeah, I think getting him for four and a half this year and like nine next year, and he should still rep. If he plays anywhere near as good as he did this year, he's still going to represent value, right, Kevin? Yeah, I would say so. He's the kind of guy where, um, like, if if you spend between seven and a half and ten million on a guy like Puna Ford, you feel pretty good about that because he takes up a lot of snaps. And if he's in there on pass rush downs, he's not hurting you. But when he's in there on like, you know, first and second down, he's good enough to push the pocket and really stout against the run. Yeah. And Eric, um, would you say like this, this contract kind of rides a nice line between like Puna Ford can, if he plays really good, he's set up to get a huge deal right after the two years are over. But it also works for us because like we don't have to make a long-term commitment to a, a guy that let's be honest, he could be done developing, right? Like he yeah. could be, just kind of be who he is at this point. One, let's, let's look at it this way too. We we're always talking about, we'd like to add more talent on the defensive line. We'd like to add more talent on the, on the defensive tackle side. If Puna grows, if Puna maxes out his contract, we've got that guy. If he doesn't, we still got a really good player that we can build, you know, that is a plus piece in our defensive line and who's young. Let's face it. That's, that's the best part is that he's not some old retread that is, you know, is this, is he going to give us what he gave us last year? Uh, I feel like if any, if anything, he'll be as good as last year and that's just fine. But I honestly think that he's still got a little bit of growth on him. All right. So yeah, I think Puna Ford said on Twitter, he's not a finished product. So, I mean, we know his opinion yeah, gotta, <laughs> on the matter. Got to listen to the truth then. So, uh, 
So I'm I'm excited. I think it's like I think it does walk a very fine line there, which is like the you know he gets to bet on himself a little bit if he plays really good, but he also gets to guarantee himself you know two years of really solid money, if if he if he is kind of is who he is, and then you know then he'll get a mod more modest uh third contract there. But he has kind to of play like, fullback and then get his third have contract. You, have you ever watched those high school videos of Puna Ford playing yes. running back? Oh my gosh! Say, don't don't get anything started. That's porn for people who love big man football. Like, hey man, that back is very full. Yeah, he is. He That's is the fullest back. He's a straight killer out there. I love it. Okay, so um, let's get into it. free free agency. We those are the two. Uh, that we, we also signed a Kella Witherspoon, um, and I'll just talk really quickly about a Kella Witherspoon. I think that what happened was they went to his mock draftable page. Have you ever seen this thing? It's like basically, <laughs> it's got the 98th percentile height, 93rd percentile arms. They were like, oh yeah, that's the stuff. Like Pete Carroll, like got you know. Have you ever seen that meme where it's a uh, where it's like uh, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He the, at first he said he said oh 90th percentile height. Then he said 93rd percentile arm length. And then it was like 92nd percentile vertical jump. And he just fainted. Like it was just too much. He couldn't take anymore. Um, See, I thought it was Tetrick Thompson was in his ear talking up a Kelo Witherspoon for <laughs> a few years, and it just it was sitting back there in the back of his mind. And he saw the name, and he was like, "That's the guy." His his second biggest comparable on mock draftables too. 77.4 percent in common with. Trey? Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman. Uh, <laughs> number number one is Sean Bunting. Uh, yeah, Sean, Murphy, Sean Murphy Bunting's also good. Yeah. Um, so so I think it's a good signing. It's a, he's a little bit of a reclamation project. He didn't really come along. I think the way that San Francisco hoped. He is the kind of like lengthy, toolsy defensive back that someone like Sherman and uh, um, Robert Sala probably should have been able to get a little more out of. But he spent a lot of time injured, and that that kind of stunted his development. It's a bit of a project. I think that means that we're probably going to sign one more guy at cornerback. But I do like the idea of splitting the money between two darts as opposed to one because there's a lot of cornerbacks with a lot, with moderate question marks out there. So Yeah, the other thing is corners a position that could sometimes take a little while to develop in the NFL. When you throw in injuries, when you throw in a team that's had a lot of issues with safety play, those are things that can hurt a guy like Akella Witherspoon. So... Like you said, as a reclamation project, he's really interesting. He's a guy where, looking at his track record, he's had he's put together stretches of really, really um, high quality outside corner play, and it and put together stretches awful. of really, really bad play too. Don't Absolutely dirt awful. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> how? Let me put it this way: on a scale of one to ten, how surprised would you guys be to find out that he outperforms um, Shaquille Griffin over the next two years? Uh, two. Uh, wait, how surprised would I be? Yeah. Oh, uh, opposite eight. Because I think Shaq's good, and Akella Witherspoon's more of a project. I think Shaq's more of a sure thing, and also he's the second best cornerback on his team now, so he's a little bit more protected. Whereas there's a chance. I mean, what, I don't know. We we still have room left to sign guys. I'm not throwing that throwing that away, but he might be like the number one corner when the season starts. I'd be pretty surprised if he outperformed uh, Shaquille, but um. If, if he could be 80% of Shaquille and we got another 80% of Shaquille, that's what I feel like the Seahawks are going for. Not what you asked, Kevin, but that's what I that's what I think this signing means. I just hope yeah. it means that we're done with Quentin Dunbar because I didn't want to see him come back to Seattle on this same cost type of deal. But I also look at it too, and I, I look at what the 49ers, they signed Jason Verrett for... 1 million 5.5 and I think gosh if we're spending 
four on Akella Witherspoon, why not spend another two and get Verrett? Yeah, I I do think that Jason like Verrett's injury some, history is so bad. It's injury history is bad, and he, they they wanted he wanted to go back to San Francisco, I think, and play in the system that he was really successful in last year, and try to like put those injury history things to bed, right? He's like, okay, yeah, I missed 2018 and I only played four snaps in 2019, <laughs> but but <laughs> that's over. I played 800 snaps last year. I'm going to play you know, 900 snaps this year. I'm good to go. Sign me for $13 million a year, right? He and knows he that. Like peaked in our uh, peaked in our offices and he's like, is that Ivan Lewis? No, 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 no. All right, so here's what we're going to do, though. We have about... So between those moves, we have like about $20 million left to spend in free agency, right? Um, and there there are more ways to clear cap. You know, we could do more restructures. Restructure Bobby. You can extend uh, some players, Diggs, Adams, and make their contracts this year really cheap. The cap should go up by a, a lot next year. Let's just throw that out there, too. Um, because, you know, fans will be getting back into stands. Vaccinations are rolling out. People They're going to start opening up 50%, 75%, 100%, I think, probably by... Um, when's the when's the first week September? Yep. I'm guessing I'm guessing that they'll be at least fifty percent league wide for most, and hundred percent some places. It'll just kind of depend on I the agree. local. And then yeah, we're by probably that, looking at like a somewhere around two ten on the cap next year. And then by the time the season ends, I'm guessing full everyone all teams are at full in person uh, for games. And so unless there's some outbreak of like super COVID I was say, or the world ends. I mean, like, are we really predicting yeah. a year out? Yeah, exactly. But, but, uh, but yeah, generally likely. So that means the cap's going to go up by a lot next year. So teams, I think we've seen it so far this free agency, you know, it's like their cap hits this year are pretty low for these deals. So even though I might, you might say like, Oh, Rodney Hudson, you know, he's going to get like 10 million APY, but that could be 4 million this year or 5 million this year. Right. Because they go down to like the minimum that they can so uh so kind of you can kind of play it play with the numbers a little bit here i'm saying you could be aggressive so right now i'm just going to ask you first we're going to go with position i'm going to say like a marquee player in the contract they already got and i just want you to say are you sad that the seahawks did this or not you know just how does it make you feel and then we're going to go over some of the options that are left on free agency so start at center center's a big position of needs ethan postage is a free agent Corey lindsley signed for five years Twelve and a half million dollars a year, twenty-six of million of that guaranteed, which means the salary for this year is like only like six million because they went with like the basically as low as you could go in the first year. Um, so, uh, Eric, did this give you a sad when, when Corey Lindsley signed for uh, for twelve and a half million a year? Uh, it actually did because I looked at the twelve and a half and I was like, eh, I don't think I want it. But then I did see the cap. I saw six million this year and I got a little sad. So yeah, I was I was a little. I was a little like, hmm, that's that's my displeasure face at Seahawks offseason. Happens a lot. Brandon, did you have a sad when the Chargers signed to Corey Lindsley? Not as much. I'm trying to base it off of kind of the the personal sadness that I felt when Shaquille Griffin was leaving. And and I don't even know if that necessarily had to do with the money. It's just kind of that one's that's, on here for cornerback. Don't worry. Yeah, well, you're, you're <laughs> losing that part of the team. So I, I'm trying to base it on that. And I, I felt more pain uh with griffin so i i don't think lindsley uh, lindsley was really one that worried me too much and and i think part of that too was because i was more relieved when it was the chargers because when i was seeing the you know watching the twitter it was arizona 
San Fran and the Chargers. And so I was more relieved. And you're like, this guy that really wants more. to, and you're like, this guy really wants to play in the Southwest. <laughs> uh, I, so one thing has like, people keep at, telling me, I'm like, I'm like, I think that Carlos Dunlap really just wants to play in Florida guys. I, I think he just really likes Florida. I don't really blame him because it just is what it is. Anyway. Well, it's like uh, Lindsay spent all that time in Wisconsin. I don't blame him for wanting to go to the Southwest. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's fine. All right, Kevin. Oh, did you have a sad for Corey Lindsley? No. Um, I know that the amount for this year was pretty low, but they're basically paying him number one center money and he is a number one center, but we're paying other players too much to really have that. So I feel like as cool as it would have been this year, it would have ended up creating like a big clog in our cap for the next few years. And I would have been really sad about that. When I saw five years, $26 million in guarantee, I was like, Oh, well, John Schneider would never do that. Five years is way too long. And 26 million guarantees is a lot for a center. So uh, yeah, no, I was like, whatever. It doesn't matter. We never were, we were never in on Corey Lindsley. All right. So there are guys left at center though. So many of them. Can I give that Lindsley contract to Rodney Hudson and we can have him tomorrow? That's the thing is, okay, that's what I was going to say. We have centers, David Andrews, Austin Reeder, uh, Alex Mack, uh, but mostly Rodney Hudson. And a big reason that Russ put Las Vegas on his list is apparently he really likes Rodney Hudson. And I've said this on this show before. If you want to look really smart to your football nerd friends, you have a friend that really like grinds the tape and is a super big nerd, just be like, oh, that Rodney Hudson, right? And you'll be, he'll be like, you like Rodney Hudson? And Because it's like this is the tape study film darling. He's so good. And I mean, I get it. I've watched him play. He's really good. He's probably going to get like something like, you know, three years, 35 million in that range, I think. And so is that's the one that sticks out to me because Rodney Hunt is the best pass blocking center in the NFL and it's just really good. Uh, so, and I, I totally think we could get him for like, yeah, like 335 with like 15 to 20 in guarantees, kind of high guarantees, but lower terms. Is there anyone else that sticks out to you guys, Kevin, Eric, Brandon? Nick Martin's the guy who's been on my watch list. Just and and part of that was when I saw some of the other contracts. I started thinking, well, gosh, if you're paying sixteen for a guard, why not split it at eight and eight between the two positions? And I feel like Nick Martin's probably a guy more in that eight APY range or lower. Nick Martin. Nick Martin's a good pass blocker. If he could definitely fit in, if we if we overspend on guard, I think Nick Martin is kind of like the perfect choice to be the uh, the center kind of him or Alex Mack. Alex Mack, if you want to go old, <laughs> Nick Martin, if you want to go young. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, anyone else stick out to you? Uh, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of guys in that four to six million APY that'd be like two ish years. And they're all kind of interchangeable. Like Austin Reader, who is playing with Kansas City, Nick Martin, uh, Ted Karras, who's been with a few different teams, but was most recently with Miami. Um, I feel like all those guys are just kind of like, generic about the 10th best center and would not cost a lot. Yeah. If you want to get like a middle of the road center, right? <laughs> Between the 10th and the 20th best center, they're, they're definitely good choices. If you want to try to shoot the moon, Hudson's the guy, right? Yeah. Hudson, Hudson is fantastic. And yeah, really he's every bit as elite as Corey Lindsley. And I think he's going to be a little cheaper. Like he was only making about 11 with um, Vegas. And I don't really think he'd make more. All right. You ready for this one, guys? Joe Thune signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. Five million years, $16 million a year, $47 million in guarantees. Were you sad? Were you sad when that Joe Thune contract got announced? Sad when I heard the name 
off the board, not sad when I saw the contract. I'll say this. I saw the terms and I was like, dang it, I'm sad because Russell Wilson's going to look at this and he's going to be like, well, Kansas City can spend a billion dollars on Joe Dooney. Why can't we spend? <laughs> well, here's the other reason why I'm not sad about it kind of in the, the hours after, because if the Patriots had all this money to spend on all these guys and they didn't want to pay the guy who is the top guard in free agency, that seems like a clue to me. Okay. I was more sad with the Kevin Zeitler thing, to be yeah, honest with you. Me like too. three three twenty two is like that is an ideal contract. And I mean, he wanted to play in Baltimore where they run a lot. I get it, but oof, that is a good de- that is a good contract. So, all right, some guys, Kevin, were you sad? <laughs> I'm assuming no. Joe Thune, that contract is insane. Uh, I think Kevin's internet died. So uh, uh, I got, was not I, Com- Comcastic <laughs> guys. <laughs> uh, but while, while he waits to come back, uh, we went on him to come back. Uh, no, that's, that's too much money. That's, this is, this is what I was afraid of. We need to improve the offensive line because our quarterback's mad because he throws onto the ball or hangs onto the ball too much. And now we have to overpay for all these, these names. It's no, not sad. Just like more disgusted. So better. Gabe Jackson, Richie Incognito, Kyle Long, Matt Filer. All these guys are probably Trey Turner, between, I think, right? Did he between, get signed? No. Between no, four, and, four yeah. and eight million dollars APY, probably something like that. Um, I'm guessing Trey Turner gets a one year deal because he was so bad last year. Um, and he's just really fallen off a cliff. He Trey Turner's totally a reclamation project, which I'm fine with, although I, I really want one of the guys we signed to be someone Russ is really comfortable with. So I'd like it to be like Gabe Jackson is probably the best guard left, right? Or like, um, so if we got Rodney Hudson at center and then Trey Turner to play left guard. Correct. Right. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Because, I mean, it's not like Trey Turner is old or something. He just did not play good football last year. I just think that that's what happens when someone shows up in big area and the, on the Chargers trying to play offensive line. There's just like a net reduction in ability immediately. For, what about Forrest Lamp, Kevin? <laughs> Remember him? <laughs> Uh yeah, draft, draft Twitter loved Forest Lamp. You had a lot of promise, and then he ended up on the Chargers. All right, let's go. Let's move on to cornerback Shaquille Griffin. Three years, fourteen point eight million a year. Um, some of that is apparently in uh, incentives, but twenty nine in guarantees, which is quite a chunk of guarantees. There, uh, there's no way the Seahawks were gonna were gonna sign that deal. Um, are you guys, so? You said you were sad, Brandon. You're sad to see Sha- Shaq grow. I well, I'm sad because it's. I mean the the tandem of the twins. I and I just over the last they stayed you know, I, they I, stayed I, together though. That he's uh, the other. They're both going to Jacksonville. I know, and <laughs> now I'm missing them both. So, <laughs> what well, can Jacksonville just be Seahawks South? It's it's kind of shaping up that way again, yeah. again. Yeah, this is the second time after the Gus Bradley Jaguars tried to be Seahawks South, and now we've got the Urban Meyer Seahawks. Well, the, and the reason why I it hit me so hard is that I I had even prepared myself that this was the smart move to make was for for the Seahawks to allow him to leave, and it still hit me when it when I saw the contract and that he was going to Jacksonville. I was more sad about William Jackson the third going to the Washington Football Team for a very similar deal because I really I was like, man, William Jackson the third's good. And I wanted him in the uniform and uh, he was too expensive though, too. That's just weird. We weren't playing at that level. I don't think so. We already have signed Witherspoon. 
Sherman's left, King's left, Adoree Jackson, Mike Hilton, Janoris Jenkins, Malcolm Butler. Oh, wouldn't that be crazy? Uh, Troy, <laughs> Troy Hill, Brian Poole, Quentin Dunbar, Brandon's favorite. Any Anybody uh, that you guys want to get? I have an under-the-radar one. You didn't say Let's Kevin King. Kevin King is a good one under the radar. He's f- pretty far down my list because I sorted by PFF rank. Okay. Yeah, he's and another he was, reclamation project for sure. Um, and the same with like AJ Bouye, who also I think is a solid reclamation style project. Desmond Trufant, same thing. Uh, but do you know who? Do you know who is a uh, who's who'd be pretty sweet to to get? <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say Richard Sherman because I know that everyone will will in unison try to try to murder me. But but uh, I I think. <laughs> Sorry. Patrick Peterson revenge tour guys. Let's do it. Okay. Come on. Wow. Really? I think he's gonna, he would be like, you know how some players like are like, they feel disrespected by their old franchise. And then they, they like, they're like, Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so the only Patrick Peterson right now is that the, He's got three teams on his list of teams he'd want to sign with. One is the Cardinals, and the other two are teams that have made the playoffs in both of the last two seasons. So here's that list of teams. Ravens, Chiefs, Bills, Titans, Packers, Saints, Seahawks. So He's only 30 years old. He's Two, two of those teams are, are in his like final three. Dude, he um, just has a couple cycles of PEDs, and he's going to be great. I actually think <laughs> one thing about Patrick Peterson is, is that what – what the Arizona asks him to do is incredibly difficult. It's the most difficult thing to yes. do in football, right? It's to cover a guy one-on-one and play man defense on every single play. And that is borderline impossible. And the fact that he has done it to some level of success for going on almost 10 years now is very impressive. But he has 72nd percentile arm length, 76th percentile vertical jump. He is, he is more in the Pete Carroll mold than you think. And I do think he could have a second win to his career in the same way someone like D'Angelo Hall did, where you you kind of change the way that you play, right? D'Angelo Hall at the beginning of his career, he's a he's a pure cover guy, right? He's, he's manning up, he's he's beating yeah, these fast, one one. loose hips, mm-hmm. yeah, loose hips. He's just getting after it. And then he starts to slow down a little bit as he hits thirty, and what happens? He ends up playing some safety, he plays in some zone schemes, and he is very successful for a lot more years. And I could totally see it like a second career renaissance for Patrick Peterson. And I would love to sign him for like 216, you know, or or 324, something like that. And say like Pat Pete, eight million a year. Come on, let's get it. You get to play stupid you get to play stupid Kyler Murray. He's a hobbit. Take it, take his uh, precious, you know, and like go <laughs> go after him. So this lines up with my, you know, just putting lower lower money at the corners to see what we can get. Like trying to strike lightning, I guess. Uh, fine lightning, yeah. It's uh, I, I'm surprisingly okay with that. All right, so we, gotta go, we gotta go speed round. We have less than like five minutes for the, for the rest of the segment. Here we go. Uh, Edge, Yannick Ngakwe, two years, thirteen. Uh, sad or not? Go quick. Nope. No, I, no. I was a little sad. Yannick Yannick is good, and that's a fair deal. But it's all guaranteed, which is crazy. That's psych- that's psychotic. Yep, I was about to say a little bit, but uh, I would have just felt like if we got that, I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, Melvin Inger is probably my favorite guy left. Kevin wrote that on his notes. I agree, Kevin, with yep. uh, with your with your assessment there. Corey Davis, three, 12 and a half, 27 million guaranteed. <laughs> Pass. 
Dustin, right? Dustin's gonna kill you guys in the Discord now. You know that, right? Like he's oh. gonna be after your. For, he's out for blood now. <laughs> the next reasonable take Dustin has will be the first one. I'm used to it. Ouch. Uh, his his takes are more fun. Than, yes. than, than reasonable. He, he got he has the most fun takes of anyone. And he knows story. it, so we're good. We can both celebrate Puna, and he can be mad at me for this because I don't I think Corey Davis is a number cannot, one and only kind of a number two. I cannot believe they gave him twenty seven million in guarantees. That's. <laughs> That's the uh, crazy big part. money for a big name. Oh, uh, my, man. my favorite wide receiver left is obviously Kenny Galladay. And I think that nothing could make Russ happier, but uh, that's not very realistic. I think uh, Curtis Samuel or Sammy Watkins would be a really good fit. Yeah. Curtis Samuel is more gadget, more gadgety. Uh, yeah. John U. Smith for 12 and a half, 31 million in guarantees. <sighs> no, no way. No, that was way too much. Uh, we kind of figured he might go for crazy money. Who, uh, Gerald Everett's still out there. That'd be cool. Scheme fit knows the scheme. Oh, I hate that signing. Uh, uh, I feel like that's one I want to hit in the draft. I just feel like flex tight ends you can get in a better situation than paying for them. Yeah, running running back. Uh, look, everyone says we're after Lenny Fournette in the neighborhood of four million a year. You guys good with that? No, not at all. In the neighborhood of four, if it's slightly under four, yeah. Uh, okay, I I um. I'd rather go a different direction. That Mark Ingham contract would have been way better. One, yes. one, two and a half. Oh my gosh. That is a deals on wheels. I, I do not understand how that happened. Uh, last interior defensive line. Uh, Shelby Harris went for three uh, 27. I don't, I don't love any of the IDL that's left. Would you agree with that, Kevin? No, I think there's a bunch of decent role players. Um, I put Daquan Jones because he could play zero. He could play one. He could play three tech. And I would, he's really effective at all of them. If, it, if I was in charge of the team, I'd be like, okay, Jarrell Casey and Nottam Kong Su get $10 million total. Let's do this. Yep. There you go. <laughs> like, I would just try, five would be great. try to get some innings eaters, you know, like try, try to get some, like uh, one of these guys will play and they're, they're 30. They're on the wrong side of 30, but they're good. So yeah. All right. That was, uh, you think you could get Jarrell Casey for five? He yeah. looked bad last year. He only played the hundred snaps. Like mm. he, and he wasn't very good there. They cut him for a reason. Uh, it's it's weird. Like I was really Drell Casey's really really good as a people mover, but though his body type might not age very gracefully because he's not physically imposing, right? Yeah, he's he is he needs all of his physical capabilities to move people. Because but if you're using him as a pure three tech pass rusher, like and then you use him as like basically like a third down interior pass rusher or something, mm-hmm. like I feel like there's a role he could excel in. Look, I, I think if we played him and he played all the snaps, he's getting five plus snap sacks at, at DT, which is really rock solid. So I yeah, I don't know. I he's only thirty one. It's not like he's ancient. It's thirty over thirty one's not ancient, right, guys? Because I'm over thirty one now. So I, welcome. To the club. Yeah, but in interior defensive line years, that's like you know more than thirty one. They always find the guys that are 32, 33 that are playing one or two more years. Mike Daniels would probably fall into that category too. Yeah. All right. But we always get one of those guys like, hey, you're fat and old. Let come play D tackle for us. And then yeah. they just have like a really decent year for us. There is a, there is like many, uh, th- yes, we're, we're definitely playing big in wave three of free agency, but let's go, let's go to the money zone. There are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast, Nest podcast enunciation guys. The best way to do so head over to only 12s.com. Click anywhere on your screen when you see those lovely Michael Dixon pictures and uh, head over to our Patreon for as little as a dollar 24 a month, gain access to the, to the discord, to our special 
holiday episodes. Next one is coming soon. Get ready. Also, make sure to watch Maniac Cop with us this weekend, Saturday at 1. I got that right. Saturday at 1? That's what time I put in my calendar, so I hope that's right. Uh, Thanks to Brett, Cooper, Greta, James, Carrie, Lucas Howe. Ryan, Tom, Emmanuel, Bob, Casey, E.B., Flocktivist, Befoles, uh, Jay, Kieran, Michelle, Mike, Richard, Sam, Thomas, Warwolf, uh, Brandon. I'm going to thank you. Hey, there we go. I was waiting for you to say my <laughs> and, name. Usually and, it's and, earlier. I thought and, maybe you are going to leave me off this time. The thing, is, the thing is, I had to reorder it differently, but yes. No, yeah, the, I, thing, the thing is, he never thanks me, and I'm on there. Yeah, but you're like not at the level of names that I read. I only read... Above Ooh. a certain level. Look Ooh. at the page. Look at the Patreon rewards, Kevin. I Up your game. Yikes. <laughs> look, at the, look at the pay look at the reward levels, Kevin. You gotta you gotta know. All right. And if you can't if you can't support financially, make sure head over to iTunes, give us a five star review. It helps more than you know to help people find the show. Okay. The only uh, true Seahawks Nest podcast. We we split up a pie earlier, so <laughs> uh, we're gonna do some pie related movie club stuff. First we're we're gonna start off though with what's a movie that has a pie scene? That uh, the or or involves pie that you found exceptionally memorable. I'm going to start off, okay. Um, and I think I'm going to start off with one that I think as soon as I say, it, you guys are all going to be like, oh yeah. And that's from Stand by Me, where <laughs> where he drinks the castor oil and then he uh and then he eats the blueberry pie in the pie contest and then oh. just projectile vomits all over everyone <laughs> and it starts like a chain vomiting. A and story think, within a story. And uh, yeah, I just I don't know that that uh. That scene stuck with me for obvious reasons. One of the two best chain vomiting scenes in movies, um, along with the uh, getting some cha and riding the tilt-a-whirl in uh, um, Sandlot. Yeah, but what does he call it? He calls it a barfarama, right? Yeah, that's. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's my that was my pie scene. Uh, Brandon, what's your what's your pie scene? Ooh, Well, mine is more of a non-traditional pie scene. I did grow up on a farm. And so mm-hmm. my mind goes to cow pies and the movie Tommy Boy, where they're out cow tipping and uh, Tommy just face plants into a cow pie. Yeah. Have you ever cow tipped before? I have not cow tipped. And right. I, I feel like, I don't know, it was, it should have been part of my childhood, but I wasn't. So um, I don't know. Maybe there's probably something that's ethically the, wrong you, with doing that. I don't know. If you put it on the bucket list, you know, I'm there, I'm there for you. I'll support you in your uh, adult cow tipping quest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh all right kevin what'd you pick all right so i picked a, a movie that i quite enjoy which is blazing saddles which had an apology that came accompanied with a pie uh from a an elderly lady who said some very rude remarks earlier in the movie nope. <laughs> just it is uh all right eric what was your pie pie choice i had to i had to think really long about this and then all of a sudden it came to me oh brother where art thou when they're on the run <laughs> our, our reluctant heroes that you know are are criminals but ultimately not the worst people and they're they're on the path to righteousness uh they they steal a pie from windowsill like the the what i believe happened all the time in the olden days because you know that's all you see in old movies and old cartoons and then of course uh, one of the characters leaves uh leaves some of the money that had come unstowed uh, to pay for the pie because they're they're no longer criminals they're honest folk right. and um that's it. Those are our pie movies. Okay, so I I also wanted to make some people mad, 
that's one of my favorite things to do. So I thought we'd do a pie eliminator. So we'll, we haven't I, done a good old fashioned food podcast in a while. Ooh, so, that's yeah. good. so basically what I want to, yeah, and everyone gets mad about these. This is one, I think these bring up the most enthusiastic uh, negative responses, which is what I live for. You know? Oh yeah. We're talking so, about sweets, but everyone's going to be salty. So, <laughs> boo. <laughs> so for, I wrote down the 25 most popular types of pies, according to all recipes based on uh, lookups of recipes. Okay. So here's what they wrote. This is not in or- any order. Actually, someone did order these. They ordered them from their least favorite, but I mixed it up. So coconut cream, strawberry, blueberry, pumpkin, apple, cherry, peach, sweet potato, mixed berry, banana cream, razzle berry, chocolate cream, mince meat, uh, grasshopper, lemon meringue, fruit top cream cheese, custard, turtle, pie, rhubarb, blackberry, key lime, pear, Pecan, peanut butter, and chess. Okay, and if you look in the group chat there in the Zencaster, I posted a link to my document if you uh, mm-hmm. want to follow along. Yep, uh, you just watch. Give us access. I did. <laughs> okay, so so uh, now uh, I've updated the permissions. There we go. So, uh, is there any, first of all, is there any pie that you feel like is missing from this list that must be added? An, an a, a, a omitted pie. There's one obvious one. The but uh, I, I don't. I want to keep it omitted. But what, what? Any pie that you guys want on here? That's not on here. I'm trying to think. I can't. I can't see any. I, have some I don't. It's not pie season. Some of these. It's not pie season. Is there pies have seasons for you? <laughs> pie pie. pie day summer. was two days ago, Eric. Summer is pie season. Don't rush me. That's all math. Don't bring math into no, pie. Don't limit my about, pie intake. What about Thanksgiving? That's pie season. I'm gonna push back on summer as pie season. You know what? I think every season is pie season. That's, that's true. a that's fact, a, which that's is exactly what I was also, trying to say. Also, real quick, Razzleberry, is that just when Eric Ronnebeck says raspberry? Because no, Razzleberry <laughs> is raspberries and then blueberries. Correct. Uh, it is basically a mixed berry pie. Mixed berry is on here twice. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say. No, but you know berry. what? Mixed berry is so good that one I think that's One has marion berry and one <laughs> those, are, those are my one and two are both the mixed berries. <laughs> uh, okay. what what uh, Brandon, is there anything missing for you? Uh, chocolate there... silk pie isn't on here. Choc- is that... Chocolate pie, yeah. Well, there's chocolate right. cream. Chocolate but... silk. So you're talking about anymore. All right. I'm putting one on here. Okay, I'm going to go non-traditional, guys. I'm going to come at you. Something a little weird here. You guys ready for this? If you put I'm, pot pie on there, I'm going to... Nope, I'm putting cheesecake on here. <laughs> I was... I knew you would. Cheesecake is pie. Okay? Kevin, Kevin you got to remember, Nathan has talked about this numerous times. It has, yeah. it has cake in the name, but it is not cake. It has a pie crust and is filling on top of a pie crust. That is a pie. should have been called cheese pie. They hot really dog sandwich. Hey, real quick. When we say turtle pie, is this like the little hostess pies that were crusty green? <laughs> no, it's, if, no, it's, it's the pecans and it's uh, caramel. Caramel. Because if so, we can't, we or can't caramel, eliminate that. Depending. All right. So, uh, Brandon, as our guest, I'm going to let you uh, eliminate first, and then I'll go upwards in the uh, Zencaster order here. Eric, then me, then Kevin. All right, Brandon, what do you think? What okay. pie do you want to eliminate? My number one eliminator, I'm taking out cherry right away. All right. What, what's so bad about cherry pie? It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I love okay. It. So, but, but it has pie... the, but it has the song, <laughs> and and the fact that that's the, the biggest pro that you can point to is it, it proves my point. And, but you don't so, like warrant? Are you saying you hate warrant? <laughs> I have a strong okay, claim about that, and that is that cherry pie is either like really really good or nasty garbage because it's either basically just red sugar pie. Or they'll actually do a cherry pie. So I've had good cherry pie before, but I'm not hurt that it got eliminated first at all. So let's put it that way because I un- totally understand this take. 
Uh, all right, Eric, what are you what are you thinking? You know, I'm thinking of the one pie on here that it's fine that it's on here, but let's eliminate it immediately. Mincemeat. Mincemeat. Or as I Ke- call it, nasty garbage pie. Thank you, Kevin. I like a good meat pie, but uh, you guys. But not a mincemeat. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's not great. All right, um, it's my turn, which means bye bye lemon meringue. I do not like you. Oh, uh, I generally cool. just don't like lemon desserts a lot anyway. And I also thought, how could I make someone the most mad possible? And I thought, okay, lemon meringue, that's the one. Uh, oh. So lemon meringue, see you later. I just, not my thing. Uh, if it, maybe it was like grapefruit meringue or something, but lemon is always like desserts taste like lemon candy too much to me or something. I don't know. It's just not my thing. All right. Uh, Kevin, you're up, right? Lemon desserts are great. I fire back at you. I'm eliminating cheesecake because it's not pie. It says cake right in the name. Ooh. Suck it. Uh, I, <laughs> rude. You can always expect Kevin to be easily the most petty when you do something like That's this. That's a fact. Kevin and it, is, in a podcast I get all my petty, petty out on things that don't actually matter. All right. So, uh, Brandon, you're up again. I don't know what chess pie is. Oh, chess oh. pie, is a, it's a South thing. Um, it's really good. It's probably actually my favorite kind of pie. If I was, if this was a Nathan Eliminator, it would have a good shot to win. Okay, um, I won't eliminate but, it, then but I'll, I'll... But it, I will say this. It is basically like sugar pie. Yeah. <laughs> when and when an old Southern woman, uh, when you're growing up, Brandon, would call you sugar pie or sweetie pie, it's another name for chess pie. It's, okay. it's... It's kind of jellyish. It's quite delicious, though. Okay, I'm going to take good. out pear then because that's I, weird. That's weird. I cannot believe that was in the 25 most searched pie recipes. That is weird. There's a couple on here. I was like, really? Uh, that I wonder right. if it was searched a bunch of times with "is pear pie a thing?" and they just <laughs> counted that. Eric, I have thoughts on pear pie. We'll talk to you after the podcast. Not important. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to be brave and I'm going to take out custard pie okay i feel like custard it's it's fine but it's i'd rather have it in a donut you know Mm -hmm. oh it's my turn uh i okay i'll say this part of my hate of uh i don't like banana cream pie um not a big fan it's okay uh you just don't like cream pies cream pies in general i think are kind of (laughs) gross and i will be continue eliminating cream pies almost every time it's my turn yes Uh, you're you've picked up on something kevin that i was not fully ready to feel but yes when i eliminate coconut cream next turn anyway petty white it is your turn (laughs) um i'm gonna have to go with uh i'm gonna go with strawberry i think a straight up strawberry pie there there are many great strawberry desserts um a strawberry pie is not something i'm reaching for yeah okay strawberry bye bye I don't know if uh, I've ever had a strawberry pie. Sounds good, but I've never had one either, I don't think. All right, Brandon. I've had strawberry mixed in with rhubarb. Other berries. Which is like, likewise. expanding pie. But, yeah, um, yeah I, okay, so it's back I to the like most. I they, feel like almost all, all rhubarb pies have strawberry in them, I feel like. Almost, yes. I think that's basically just like part of the recipe. You yeah, have, you, you have see rhubarb pie. Yeah, you have to have something that's that will counteract the rhubarb. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Huckleberry rhubarb is also outstanding. That's I would dope. believe that. I'm going to anyway, take we're... out uh, Razzleberry because I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, it's basically just like a mixed berry pie, and I, I'm, uh, I'm in with that. All right, Eric? Uh, you know, because it's not something handheld filled with some off yellow gross cream and painted green, I'm eliminating this turtle pie. 
Okay. <laughs> until until Hostess brings him back proper, it's eliminated. <laughs> until until you get you can get the just it's like a green cr- cream filled pie yeah. basically. Watch him you shoot. I'll have it and I'll have to take a bite and be like, guys, this is All so right. gross. Buy coconut cream. I said it before. I'll say it again. Yeah, I just don't like cream pies in general. I think uh, they're they're the the not good kind of pie. So I'm just gonna keep taking them out. I think that's the last one, isn't it? Uh, chocolate cream, uh, chocolate which cream, yeah. and peanut butter is kind of a cream pie. Which I will say, of the cream pies, that was the ones I would try to eat and probably be like, eh, it's okay. All right, Petty Boop, what's up? Ah, uh, man, having a hard time with this one. I'm probably gonna go ahead and eliminate chess pie here. Okay. Um, it is, uh, you know, it makes your teeth hurt. It is too sweet. It is very sweet. I like I said before. I think like. It's it's a acquired taste. Um, if you're ever at Milk Bar in like in your city that has that, get their their version of the chest pie. That's really good. All right, uh, Brandon. Blueberry, take that blueberry. one out. Wow. Bye bye. See, you I, later, I feel like pie. I. You know what? I now that I brought up Huckleberry to go along with rhubarb, that made me mad that blueberry was on there, and that's why I had to take it off. And you know, you could have put Huckleberry on the I, list. I could have, but I had forgotten about it and, until <laughs> halfway through Which, our elimination. I feel like mixed berry represents any berries we were missing. I don't want <laughs> to go berry and Marion berry. We don't have a boysenberry pie. Random, random berry pie. <laughs> yeah. Eric. Uh, I'm going to eliminate pumpkin pie because nice. we all know it's it's all about whipped cream anyway. How much whipped cream can you put on a pie? That's why I'm meeting. Feels a little early for pumpkin. That was. Uh, I would. Good. I I was actually going to eliminate pumpkin next, so I'm right there with you. Eric. I'm oh, gonna really? Take out... I was chocolate cream. You're going to eliminate next. Oh uh, no, I'm going to eliminate key lime. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, I'm just going to here it is. Just here to make everyone mad. <laughs> I I I waited because it is in the better end of those kind of pies, and uh, we only have about ten pies left. Actually, I think we have twelve, and I I, I think that. It's just the one that I would reach for last out of all of these. All right, uh, Kevin, you're up. Uh, take it out the rhubarb. Rhubarb size, fine. Yeah, but what about rhubarb? It's great because it's the it's the mascot for the Tacoma Rainiers. Right. It's not a pie made of rain. The thing about so rhubarb that makes it so strong is who eats rhubarb on its own. Like it is made. It's it's a whatever <laughs> it is. Is it a fruit or it's. <laughs> It's only pie. It's only pie is what it's, it's good. It's a in. leak. I used okay. to gr- I used to grow rhubarb in my backyard. <laughs> I still don't know what it is. <laughs> that should tell you everything you need to know about rhubarb. Uh, all right, Brandon. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, I'm looking at this list, and there's something that's so funny to me. Yeah, there's one that's on here that I'm like, how has it survived this I, long? I'm not gonna eat sweet potato pie. <laughs> Sweet potato pie. Uh, I have a really good sweet potato pie. I didn't. I didn't take that out because of the song by Domino. You know, it deserves it. <laughs> Anything with a song, I'm taking it out. It's, <laughs> I think sweet potato pie is just the better version of pumpkin pie, but it's also not great because it's pumpkin pie, which, like mm-hmm. Eric said, it's all about the whipped cream. Eric, what are you taking out, gentlemen? What is grasshopper pie? It's that mint pie with. with oh, the, like, that's if what you I like thought. Caramel a lot. Let's get no. It it's that. It. It's mint and chocolate. It's like a chocolate mint pie. No, it's I think out. turtle had the caramel in it. Yeah, turtles the caramel. Grasshopper is my bad. No, grasshopper is like um, it's kind of like a thin mint. All <laughs> all non green green pies. No, not thin mint. Up. Andes mint. You yeah. know, like those Andes mints? Okay, anyway. take it out sooner. Fruit top cream cream cheese. This was like a cheesecake <laughs> that I snuck in here. I uh, know. I saw that. I was like, what? <laughs> That's why I was laughing so hard. I was like, somebody tell Kevin. 
All right. Oh, <laughs> I just didn't care that much. That's... Ke- Kevin. We're, uh, now down, we're down. I'm going to say this. We're now down to like all of the like OG great pies. These are all good. Apple, there's... chocolate, silk, peach, mixed berry, chocolate cream, blackberry, pecan, peanut butter. These there's are great. These are great. two on here I actually don't really like that much. <laughs> so I'm going to make peanut butter pie. Okay. I've had good ones, but you're right. Sometimes good it's call. just like too much. Brandon? Mixed berry. Mixed berry. All right. Oh, heartbreaker. I think that it's uh, it's a good time to go though. You're you're only you're you're in you're in battle with the legends now, right? These are these are the these are the big boys. This is where the big boys play. Eric, what are you thinking out? Oh man, this is should have done that in your Mark Wahlberg voice. <laughs> I'm gonna so, go ahead and take out. Geez, one of these chocolates have got to go. I agree. Uh, I'm gonna take out chocolate silk. All right. And then I'll take out chocolate cream. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> well, let's get rid of chocolate altogether. I think that they they deserve to go together. They're really close. I would say silk is better than cream to me. I don't know if anybody else It's It's that. along the lines of the sweetness, like Kevin said. Yeah. But chocolate cream pies is too extra. All right. Peach, apple, blackberry, pecan. Kevin? All right. Well, there's only one of these I actually like, and I'm sure it's going to get eliminated next. So I'm going to take out pecan. I knew Kevin would. Strong. Very sweet. Very My pecan pie can't. Well, it's can't, the only uh, one that doesn't survive. even make sense with the ones that are left. It has nuts in it. Yeah, but it's so good. <laughs> I love a good it's pecan fine. pie. Uh, all right, Brandon, what are you eliminating? Oh, Ooh, can man. we add pecan pie? <laughs> uh, in addition to pecan pie, can we add pecan? Only if we put yeah. caramel back in. Caramel. <laughs> uh, peach can tend to be a little bit too sweet. I'll eliminate peach. All right, Eric, you're choosing between the classic. Apple pie, like the uh, all all American USA number one, or blackberry pie. Gentlemen, I'm taken back to my days of two summers ago when I harvested 900, 900 pounds of this specific specific fruit out of my backyard before I took out all of the bushes. Did I take out apple bushes? No, and that's why I'm eliminating it. Apple pie, you're eliminated. Your time has come, blackberry. Ascend. <laughs> all right uh i i dig it blackberry pie is a good blackberries are just good in general you know um, it's like it's just something that i made i was like what am i gonna do with all these blackberries i guess one, i'll make blackberry pie and it was very good blackberry is very good uh, in general uh, any black, berry pie winning was good for me blackberry i would have been fine with apple as well i love apple pie it's so good um the thing for me blackberries you know i just get mad at them because it's like such an aggressive invasive species and uh <laughs> just hate, it I just hate them so it much. Really but. Yeah, but you're you're eating them, so that should make you feel better about the pie. Yeah, the seeds aren't going into the ground; they're going into my stomach instead. Yeah, that is pretty good. All right, do you have a favorite pie? All right, do you want to murder one of us for eliminating your favorite pie too early? Email us, tweet us, send it on the Discord uh, for Brandon, for Kevin, for Eric. We'll see you guys next week. Go Hawks! <laughs>